Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. From the makeshift studios in Mulligan Hill, New Jersey, it's Talking Ish with your commish, and we're coming to you live for the 50th time, 50th time, and because it's a special occasion, we got to mark it with something a little bit different, and joining me today in studio is longtime listener, longtime contributor, Davi Bay. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you, sir, and yes, the kitties will be out today. Dave and I were just out getting the lawn manicured and ready. We're like, not only are we marketing services... But now lawn services as well. You whipping around on that tractor like, uh, like uh, what, what would they call you back in the day? The rancher at work? <laughs> <laughs> she thinks my tractor is sexy. And then hop on. Hop on. Let the motor rev a little bit. <laughs> Percolates the puss. Anyway, yeah. 50th episode. Been at this for four years now, dude. Four fucking years. We started back in 2014 when I took the league over as commissioner. And I think a lot's, a lot's changed. A lot's stayed the same, right? I mean... The league itself hasn't changed too much. No, I'm in last place as usual. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you got to one championship game and just couldn't get it done. It's fine. If I had that one ring, I'd get paintballed every year. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I feel like, yeah, it's like the Eagles won. Now you feel no pressure to win a Super Bowl, right? And I feel good. What makes you want more, though? It does. All I want to do is win. But this year, I think both of us are kind of in the same spot where all we want to do is not get fucking paintballed, right? I think I just need one more win. If I can do it this week versus BJ, who has a lot of buys... Maybe I get a break. But. Yeah, he's bisexual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So four years fucking podcasting. Uh, when we started this thing, you know, zero of us were married. Now I think like four of us are married, two are engaged, and one's having a baby. Things have changed quite significantly for the group. We had Tom. We had Platus. They're both gone. Now we got Zach Moral and Uncle BJ, the Chicago kid. I think we're in a good spot. The league is set up for, for days to come. And I've enjoyed this podcast, man. I hope everybody enjoys it as much as I do. I mean, I know I come on here and rant and ramble, and sometimes it's hard to listen to, but I, I try to do my best every day and bring bring what I can, and hopefully we can go for 50 more fucking episodes, right? 50 more years. 50 more years. Right. Wow, damn, dude. I'll be dead by <laughs> 50 years. <laughs> Which will come first? This podcast ending or me dying? Um, you dying, because yeah. you're going to go down with the podcast. Yeah, it's probably. It's going to be on your tombstone. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Podcaster. Yeah. Um, so lots of stuff has been happening this week. We want to address a few things. I think first and foremost, um, the Eagles. Let's talk about the London. How'd you feel about Eagles out there in the homeland? I guess you could say we're all kind of from England. If you think about it, America, technically, and we go out there and I think we represent this, the city well out there in London. I think, yeah, the Eagles fans travel well, you know, and even when I was in LA, it was all Eagles fans. I mean, anywhere you go, you hear it. And I'll be honest with you. I, I really enjoyed the morning game. I know a lot of people, and maybe not necessarily morning people, but I like getting up at like 9.30 I like and watching that some football. It was over and done with, and you already know the Eagles got the W. It was kind of just a relaxing day of watching. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Now, had they lost, that would ruin my whole fucking day. I think the season's over if they lost. Oh, yeah. Doug Peterson said it wasn't a must-win. It was definitely a must-win. Yeah, he's crazy. I think he just tries to say what everybody he's wants trolling. to hear. He's trolling the media at this point. Yeah, I mean, but he's earned that right, right? I mean, yeah. while he may be a third-year coach, he certainly kind of earned the right having won a Super Bowl. Yeah. That affords you the ability to say whatever the fuck you want, in my mind. What, he was one for two, and uh, Andy Reid's what? <laughs> yeah. 0 for 17? Jesus for Christ. Could you imagine being Andy Reid, and like you've never won. You've been to so many. How many, AFC, how many championship games, NFC championship games, you've been to the playoffs pretty much almost every year of your career? That's impressive. That's hard to win in the league. I mean, It is, and which is why you have to respect him. But right. the great coaches win. Yeah. So I don't know. While Andy Reid will always be considered by most to be a great coach, He'll never be a great coach in my mind until he wins one. This is the test this year. He has a, a phenomenal quarterback. He has a, one of the best offenses of all time, I think. I yeah. mean, when it's all said and done, even the Rams, too. I mean, they're going to be one of those, too. But uh, And you look at the game against uh, the Patriots that Kansas City played. They played them tough, and that was an absolute shootout. I think that's a preview of what might be to come 
later on this year in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, that's, I think what makes the Eagles one of the things that makes it even more special is the fact they beat the Patriots because they're yeah. they blow my mind every year. Dude. Yeah, like we're thinking about the Super Bowl hangover and we're like, oh my, we're four and four. Dude, they do this shit every they year. They piss excellence. The <laughs> city of Boston itself makes me sick, dude. I know. <laughs> you just think about all the championships they've won in the last 20 years and the fact that they're all of their teams right now, all of their teams with the exception maybe of the hockey team, are completely relevant and, and killing it. Well, imagine if you were our age growing up in Boston. I mean, you got, what, oh. when we were in college, okay, the Celtics won, the Bruins won in 2011. Patriots won like the every pa- year. Yeah, the Patriots already won like in your childhood and in your, you know, 20s and then now the red sox their fourth world series in how many years 15 wow and think about that they went from never winning a world series to 86 years before that and we only got two in our entire history i'll take i would take just like one more championship in the city and then i think it could die happy i want the flyers to win yeah, man, I think you're far away away from that. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, man, they look brutal. The Dude, f- the Sixers seem to have taken a step back, too. Yeah, I mean, the problem with the Sixers, and sorry to jump around a bunch, but this is kind of what happens when you just, you're, you're chilling, you're flowing. Can't um, make it all about fantasy football. Yeah, I think the Sixers, the problem is that they don't have shooters. They don't have people to compliment Ben well right now. And at the end of the day, no matter what, and he could turn out to be a stud, but right now Markel Fultz is not a superstar, and then you ba- you were banking on that, Dude, right? His shot looks ugly. <laughs> it is ugly. All he can do is drive to the basket. And the thing the thing that drives me nuts is you brought him in here to play with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons needs somebody that can play off the ball. If you watch Mar- Markel Fultz without the basketball, he looks lost, dude. He looks he doesn't know where to be on the court. It's the same thing as the Flyers. It's a general manager and uh, front office issue. I mean, you look around the league. Last year's rookie class was incredible. Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Trey Young this year. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like all these players. You're just like honestly, you should have you should have kept Mar- uh, Macal Bridges too, the kid from Villanova. Yeah, and you would have had draft picks if you didn't trade up to get Fultz. So it's it was mm-hmm. just like a cuckery move by Boston. Yeah, and then you watch Jason Tatum and you he's, see how dude, good he is, he's, and he, he's going to be a superstar. It's I a think. killer, man. That really kicks you right in the dick, especially knowing that your starting lineup could have included Jason Tatum, who's the perfect complement to a guy like Ben Simmons. And imagine if you like. You know, a Philadelphia team made that move. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we got a draft pick and we got Jason Tatum. Like, that would just, yep. that would give you more hope. Like, just seeing what the front office does, it's just like, here we go again. It's, yep. And um, it's hard to instill trust, but the one guy I think we can trust in this town who's proven outside of maybe a few bad draft picks that he's worth a damn is our boy Howie Roseman. Happy Howie Ween. Yeah, dude, Howie the Heave getting it done, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the difference. I think it's his heavedom that gives him his powers. Yeah, because he can look at numbers, and you know he's good. He's good at networking, mm-hmm. so he's friends with all the GMs in the league, and yeah, he's getting it done. And you know what? I know we were kind of talking about this off air. The fact that people are a little upset we gave a third round pick for a guy like Golden Tate, who is at best maybe a, a number two guy, um, but he's a really good number two guy and a great fit for this offense. He's a yak receiver, bro. Now I am interested to see how we're going to use him because. If you think about the makeup of our offense, a lot of the offense flows through the middle of the field with Ertz and even Jeffrey now running some of these post routes towards the inside and Nelson Aguilar, of course, and Jordan Matthews. Those guys are all slot receivers, if you really think about it. Yeah. Golden Tate, kind of a slot receiver too, but has enough speed, I think, to put on the outside. They, they used him as running back too. So, I mean, he can block, he can do other things besides catch the ball and get yards after the catch. So, I'm curious to see how Doug implements him in the system. Oh, man, that was a rip. Holy shit. <laughs> huh. That was a good one. Yeah, but... <coughs> Colorado, huh? Oh, shit, Colorado. <coughs> this broadcast is brought to you by Colorado. The state with Cron. Um, <coughs> yeah, but holy shit. Back to Golden Tate. I think the thing this offense was missing was just the ability to spread the ball. I think they were starting to hone in a little bit on Jeffrey. You saw it against Jacksonville. When they have the other team has a shutdown corner... They can put a guy like that on Jeffrey and just be disruptive enough to make him not as productive. Yeah. Ertz, Ertz is going to be Ertz, but he was kind of held to being not so much himself against the Jaguars because they're able to double team and stuff like that. Now you add another guy into the mix, the field spreads open. Even for the running backs who haven't necessarily been as good, you've got guys hurt, obviously. Clement's not really what he was last year. I think this gives them all the opportunity to take a step up. Josh Adams looked pretty good in that game. Now he's going to get more chances, spread offense. And we're going to start doing our thing, man. It's not going to be all of this dink and dunk downfield. Fucking like, it doesn't feel like every drive is like a five-minute drive, like 17 plays. 
and then we fucking score in the red zone. That's like the only way we can score. We need big plays. What do you think about this? The New Orleans game at New Orleans, the Rams game at the Rams. We go one and one. One and one. Hmm. What do you think? Who do you think we beat? I think we beat the Rams. Yeah, I'll I'll be honest. I think the Saints are a really tough team to beat. In in the Saints are really better than the Rams. Yeah, in New Orleans. And they're playing this week. And I just I feel like that's a bad matchup for us. A guy like Alvin Kamara is the type of running back that chews us up. It's a hostile environment. Now it comes down to whether or not he gets into the end zone. I mean, you saw Saquon Barkley against us, had a monster game, but only got in the end zone one time, right? So, I mean, that's, that's kind of how you beat teams like that. Same thing with L.A. If you think about how we played L.A. last year, Todd Gurley really wasn't a factor in that game. No. And I mean, <laughs> he, what, he only put up 20 points that week? <laughs> yeah, he put up 25 fantasy points. Yeah. But bad week for him. I like the matchup against LA a bit, a bit better because I think from from the weapons that we have offensively, I think we can attack their defense just a little bit better. And I know that defense is considered better by a lot of people, but New Orleans defense is no slouch. They've got some good guys in that secondary. Eli Apple, baby. Yeah, they beefed it up a little bit. The trade deadline's been crazy, huh? There's been a lot of guys moving around. Yeah. Started definitely. with Amari Cooper. Yeah, I was I was watching the best. The 10 best in-season trades on NFL Network. It's yep. actually, it was actually a good one. And uh, number one was the Cowboys, Herschel Walker. Oh, yeah. They got so many picks for him, and that's oh, yeah. why they won on that Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. So, it's crazy. You know, I mean, it's kind of like every other league, there's a lot of in-season trades. The NFL hasn't been as, as you know. But I now, now I think that the NFL is probably going to become the prominent thing for that because more teams, I think, are – there's less parity. And more teams, I think, are competing for a championship at this point. And more teams are adopting the throw, you know, like West Coast offense. Yeah. So it's, it's got to be easy to translate from West Coast to West Coast. And I don't think there's as much value in draft picks anymore because you can, you can re, like, I think the Eagles have shown that you can rebuild a roster through a hybrid of draft picks and free agency. Absolutely. You nail one big draft pick a year and then you fill the rest with free agents. Like, that's a formula to win. So it's not, it's not what it used to be. People aren't hoarding draft picks like they, they, like they used to. And guys like Howie, uh, the, the GM like out in L.A., he, these guys are like really aggressive going after players. Yeah, They'll give shit up for it. Yeah, absolutely. I like a lot of the moves that happened, too. I think a lot of these teams, it was fair, fair of both sides. The only one that was a little lopsided was the Amari Cooper one. A first-round yeah. pick for Amari Cooper, as good as he might be, it's ridiculous. I think the only reason is because he's 24 and Tate's 30. You know, so mm-hmm. Amari Cooper at least has some time to develop. Yeah, and Amari Cooper is a true number one. You know, I think he might be a bottom tier number one, but he is a number one receiver. Yeah, he's been a pro bowler. I mean, Golden Tate's arguably like a, a tier one, two receiver. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are comparing it to, oh, well, Demarius Thomas only cost a fourth round pick. But Demarius Thomas is nowhere near as good as Golden Tate in my mind. No, I think he's past his prime. Yeah, he's t- definitely taking a dip since Manning. I think Golden Tate's still in his prime. Golden Tate's pretty good, man. Yeah. Uh. I'm really excited for this, I've, and I, I love the timing of it because now you've got the bye week to kind of get your shit together, this little, like, bye week that we've got going on. So you come out against Dallas, debut those new weapons, kick some ass. Should be good. So outside of the Eagles, um, you got an MRI finally. Yeah. How'd that go? <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs> Probably one of the worst experiences, man. So what is this? What you? This is still like your hernia thing that you think you yeah, had. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's a hernia. I'm waiting to hear back, but um, huh. it's still bothering me. My, you know, pelvis area, lower abdomen area, that whole region. Um, and just I finally had to get an MRI because I got the good health coverage now. Yeah. So that took a while. It's been a long summer of waiting and you know trying to get health coverage. This whole rig system yep. that I fucking hate. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, I sat in there or laid in there for 40 minutes, and it was just claustrophobic. It was hot. It was sticky. It was loud. Uh, there's just music. They put like the Beatles like on my headphones. Yeah, that was really loud. I was like, "You can turn the music down, man." He's like, yeah. "No, dude, this MRI is really loud. You're not gonna hear the music." And you can't move. That's you can't the worst move. part. You can't. Like I, I had a panic attack. I've never had one of those in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can remember. Maybe dude, as a kid, but it's like being inside of like imagine like being inside like a pipe. I know. And like a coffin. A pipe during a dubstep concert. That's yeah. what it sounds like. I know. <laughs> yeah. Get an MRI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah and uh he was like yeah people that get their like the full body scan there it's like three hours during there i can't imagine I, that I, dude I... I the most i've done and like did you have to go in head first or feet first feet first so you got to go feet first i've had to go head first for my shoulder 
Dude, that's the scariest shit I've ever done. Oh, dude. And there's no way they can, like, you know, advance this process. So, I don't know if you know about this. You've probably passed this and you just haven't noticed it. On Route 38, I believe it's Route 38. Yeah, it's Route 38. There is an upright MRI place. So, you're still inside of a machine, but you're standing up. That's a little better. It's a little better. Yeah. Because you're not, like... Something about laying down with something in front of your face just freaks me the fuck out. Well, all your weight is, you know, on the bed. Yeah. When you're standing up, it's in your feet. You can feel your extremities a little more. You can't, like, more. breathe in your chest. Dude, I don't know. It's just, just, it's like, it's like somebody laying on top of if you. If you want to torture someone, that's how you do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you could play that fucking, like, loud scanning noise, and it's just crazy. Like, give me the answers. And it's wild that we have that technology, but they, like, we have so much technology. Think about, like, our phone fits in our hand. But they can't like make an MRI machine a little bit bigger. Well, it's a magnetic field that it, like gathers your molecules in your body, and that's how they read it. That's, that's what weird. Guy, that's what the guy was saying. That's why it takes a while. So they're like, it's like some fucking uh, Willy Wonka shit. Yeah, it's like I, Mike I, TV, like yeah. turning the molecules and molecules and molecules, bro. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I I've had to get several MRIs in my life because of my shoulder. And the I'll be honest with you, the whole reason I'm delaying another surgery is number one because there's not a procedure that I'm happy with. And number two, I don't want to get an MRI to no. tell me what's wrong with my shoulder for good. Got to do what you got to do, though, if you want to get healthy. Yeah, you do. And that's the unfortunate thing. I hate doctors. I hate all of that stuff. It's uncomfortable. You got to get naked in front of some stranger and he cups your balls and makes you cough. It's not a place I want to be. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. uh, like, I don't like blood work either because it's like I'm going to give. I know you have to get it done. It's just like waiting for the results that Yeah, I wish was, they ex- could expedite the process. Yeah, and just like, like let's get this done. Same day results. Mm-hmm. Like I hate I, I do like getting blood work cuz it's good like you no, know, it's good yeah. to check It's a up. good practice. You never know. I get, mean, see a doctor once a year, guys. Yeah, once a year. Get a checkup. Especially if you're a single guy that's, you know, yeah. using condoms, not using condoms. Yeah, you should you should always wrap that shit up. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Oh, yeah. I think. Just yeah. You got to know somebody a little better than that, you know. Yeah. A lot of dirty sure. hoes out there. No, that's an understatement. Yeah. Just like, you know, you don't want to be like... It's raw! <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's raw. Ooh. So today's Halloween. It's a holiday that I honestly like, could give two shits less about, but it's an interesting holiday to me for for several reasons. For kids, it's all about candy, right? Like, you're a kid, you want to go, go around to strangers' houses and get candy. I fucking hate the process as an adult now of having to buy candy for kids. How do you know how many fucking trick-or-treaters you're going to get? And then... When you have too much candy, what the fuck do you do with it afterward? You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to, like, bring it to work? Think about how much candy you got as a kid. Yeah, I know. So and that's why, goes, like... It goes full circle. You know what I hate is when I go, or like, I'm I'm handing out candy to the kids, and the parents are there, and there's, like, always that dickbag parent that's like, only take one belly. Like, no, fucking stick your fist into my candy bowl and take as much candy as you want, little fucker. The last thing you want to do is run out of candy make some... Cry. Dude, there's no possible way I'll run out of candy. I've probably spent $150 on candy at ShopRite yesterday. It's partially for you, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've probably already had one bag of candy to my face. Uh, there's these delicious little Snickers. I'll give you one later. These little wafers in them. <sighs> uh, yeah, but for the kiddies, it's all about trick-or-treating, going around doing that stuff. But for the adults and for like um, the single people, which I guess is the realm you fall into now, um, it's about dressing like a whore and um, fucking, right? That's why I like it. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's still fun for you. Yeah, it's still a great holiday for me. So, like, did you go out for Halloween this year? I went out and on, a, like, a bar crawl, and then I met up with Jake after. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. What was, was your what was your costume? I was a construction worker. I had okay. some old stuff. I needed a free costume, and I just, like, you know, go around the house. You know, you keep piecing it together and you keep finding more and more and more. Yeah. You're getting like kind of excited now. It's going to be me later. At first, it starts off as a really shitty costume. But then <laughs> you're like, oh, here's this. Here's a hat. Here's this. And you're like, all right, this is turn- coming around. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, I, uh, that's pretty much every costume I've ever made. Right. Do you remember the, the cock blocker? I know I talked about the cock yes, blocker. Cock blocker. Cock blocker was essentially that. You were the Riddler last year. Yeah, I was. I saw a picture on uh, mm-hmm. Time Hop about it. And that's it. why I used uh, the Riddler for my Quizzo thing. Right. This year. Um, like people it. call me that now at work. It's really weird. Riddler? The Riddler. All right. And it's not something I ever thought I'd be called. I'm not a very inquisitive, inquisitive person. Blowing you know? people's minds? Yeah, man. I'm a great host sometimes. You are? Yeah, I all try. The t- all the time. All you guys are good hosts. If you guys need a host for your parties, call Brett's Bow Party Hosting today. Thanks. Um, yeah. So the other thing uh, I've been doing a lot lately, Dave, is playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Which not I want to play, yeah. Dude, That's the game awesome. is sick. It is fucking sick. So basically, if you've never played, 
it's Grand Theft Auto in the Wild West and a much more immersive environment. Like, you can literally interact with anything. Like, if there was a dog just running around, I could either choose to talk to him, I could pet him, I could kick him, I could literally shoot it in the fucking head. I could do whatever I want. Not that I would ever shoot a dog in the head. But some of the times you, like, pass somebody in the street in this game and you, you like, hold a button and you have options. You can either, like, greet them, be like, hey, what's going on, partner? Or you can antagonize them and be like, what's up, fuck face? Fuck you. And uh, I just kind of go around right now because I'm exploring the town. And I go around and I'm, like, picking fights with people. And I'll be honest with you. It's like a simulator of... It's like Westworld in a way. It's like what you would love to be in a perfect world. Yeah. Like you, in the real world. Well, the thing I love about it is you can be whoever you want. Right. Like, I could be a guy that saves the girl on the side of the street whose wagon broke down. Or I could take her tire up and put her on train tracks and watch a train run over like it's a it's a great game in that sense and you can impregnate any woman you want i could yeah, any woman you want i haven't figured out how to do that in that game yet but uh you'll figure it out we'll figure it out i'm sure it's in there somewhere um there's hunting fishing like dude i feel like uh i go into this little world and i disappear it's definitely gonna uh get me divorced it's gonna be gonna be bad anyway a lot of good games out the gaming world is killing it right now dude yeah man i'm i'm a, I'm a, I'm a gamer I just got done playing Spider-Man, which was fun. It looks fun on the commercial. It's fucking fun as shit. Basically, that is basically Grand Theft Auto with Spider-Man. I mean, without the, like, murder and, like, all the other, like, guns and stuff. But same fucking concept, open world Spider-Man. You know, I've been ripping your jewel, man. This, like, <laughs> just for the last couple of seconds. And I'm fucking, <laughs> yeah. That's, like, the new Lil Wayne noise and songs. Ripping the jewel, bruh. But, uh. I always thought it was so gay. I would see, like, the dude for state, and it's, like, kid, like, has, like, nine jewels. I'm, like, why do the kids love this shit? Now I know. That shit is addictive, dude. Like, I can't have one of them in my house. I would just rip it all day. And, uh, yeah, it gives me a little big buzz, man. <laughs> like, it really does. Oh, man, it hits the spot, too. Every single time, too, you wait, like, 30 minutes to an hour, you, you hit the jewel, and you're, like, holy shit. Oh, man. <laughs> and, like, it's, like, the perfect rush of nicotine. And like I don't like in a, when I smoke a cigarette, I don't want the whole cigarette. I just want those first few drags. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. The rest of the cigarette's garbage. Yeah. So like I feel like maybe this is more efficient. And the throat hit is very similar to a cigarette. The question is though, does it kill you? Probably. But, yeah. yeah. Is it worse than cigarettes? I mean, what? There's seven thousand chemicals in cigarettes. Yeah, but what's in this not, stuff? It's much less than that. I mean, so is there like an much, ingredients but... list? Like what's in it? It's their nicotine salts. I don't know what else is in it. I don't even know what that means. It, they make like salts that have nicotine. Salt. In this, and it vaporizes it. It doesn't burn it. It just heats it up. In a little USB drive. So a little. Yeah, I mean, it's just a little battery. But their their whole thing is they're trying to be like Apple. They're Apple of E6. Yeah. Their packaging is similar. The charging station, the magnetic, it just stands up. It's like a sleek looking package. It's a nice looking device. And how much is one of these little things? 30 bucks at a vape shop. 50 bucks at Wawa. Why is it 50 at Wawa? Because it's just convenience stores. They can, you know, Wawa's are everywhere. They can yeah, afford to do that. Yeah, I guess that. that's true. You can get everything in one place. If that's you're going to bind. The vape shops are like, oh, well, the only way we can keep up with Wawa at 7-Eleven is if we drop market down considerably. So, so if, you have a, if you have a jewel, you buy a new, brand new jewel, does it come with at least one pod? It comes with four. The one I got was a variety pack of four different And that's like different a, that's flavors. 50 bucks at Wawa. So they give you four flavors to start and see which one you like, and then you buy the pods. What are the, what are the, what's like the basic pack Four Virginia flavors. tobacco, uh, mint, or uh, menthol. Uh, what's have you had the menthol? Yeah. What's that like? It's good. Is it like smoking a menthol? Yes. Really? Yeah. You get Damn that good. like cold sensation kind. Yeah. Of. Then you you know that was always my thing. Yeah. I know. I you would like the yeah, menthol ones. Uh, Virginia stuff. tobacco, mango, uh, creme brulee. I feel like I wouldn't like those fruity ones. I didn't like them. Yeah. I feel like they give you a headache. Like I liked them, but not for everyday use. I don't want to like taste mango every day. Yeah, well, but know? that's like what the kids like. They love that. You shit. know, they got in a lot of trouble, Jewel. That did. FDA is trying to yeah. ban the fruit flavors because because it's, it's like marketed the, to kids. Yeah, it's it's like the cool thing to do now. Yeah, like, it's amazing. It's, it's better than the kids. Maybe it'll be better than the kids smoking cigarettes. Yeah, but I the don't know. Op, like the optics of it. So, like, the industry, the tobacco industry in general, took a huge hit after the whole, like, campaign that was out, the, like, right. n non-smoking campaigns. And I think they got smoke, smoking's at the lowest levels it's ever it been. Yeah, they're doing great with it, but now this is kind of bringing right. it back. This is the substitute. It's, yeah. like, now that is the epidemic that may be on the horizon well, they know if the stuff's bad for you. former smokers need advice, so they know that there was still market out for it yeah. that they can capitalize You know, for on. me, when I was a cigarette smoker, I was never, like... It was never the nicotine. It was the behavior. You know what I mean? Just taking a break. Yeah. 
it was, yeah, it was either taking a break, I'm driving, when I'm drinking, I like that nice little buzz every now and then, which is why I like ripping What do you think of people at the office that take breaks and, you know... That's fucking bullshit, People that don't smoke or piss. I know. I don't get those breaks. So there's like people in my office that smoke. They literally go out fucking... It feels like once an hour. And then they take a lunch. Yeah. Like, I sit at my fucking desk all day. I sometimes don't even take a lunch, and I work like 10-hour days. So that's a half hour of being outside that another employee is inside. I would argue it's they even more have, than that, man. Like fresh air breaks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, get, I should get a... I honestly... Every hour, I should get a 15-minute break. Yeah. Yep. Or every other hour. Even better. Even better. I mean, like... I feel like you should be able to get into the office at like 10 o'clock, leave by 3. You have that time. If you want to come in earlier, you can... Get all your work done then, but three o'clock, you can go home. There's nothing, nothing happens after three o'clock. Unless it's meetings or whatever. I can take a phone call from my fucking house or my car or whatever. I think more and more companies are, you know, welcoming the work from home thing. Oh, man, they should. Yeah, because it's valuable and a lot of people like those jobs where they can just kind of take a couple days a week and work from home. So Jen works for the Fed. They're like technically like a government agency, whatever, not a government like entity. The government agency, so they follow that type of like thing. So the employees get pretty flexible work life balance. Works from home every Wednesday, every other Friday has off. It's amazing. That's amazing. That little detail, you know, I mean, that's not a little productivity, detail, man. That'll make that separates companies, though. I mean, that mm-hmm. kind of freedom. And now, if I was somebody choosing between two companies and they were pretty comparable in pay and everything else, take the time. What are you going to do? Time. Mm-hmm. Nothing more valuable than time. Nope. And that's why I waste so much time working, man. Like, I, I work my ass off at work. And while I'm there, I, I enjoy it. It's not that I, like, don't like it. But I hate the fact that I'm doing it for something else and not myself. Yeah. And maybe that's selfish of me. But, like, what the fuck is Campbell's going to do for me in my life? You know? I don't trust anyone in the corporate world. No, I don't either. Cut, very cutthroat. And I, I just want to build something my own way. And look how look how they've treated my company, man. I mean, you've seen the news, just uh, selling shit. The almighty and dollar. People getting cut. The almighty dollar, bro. You've got a guy. This fucking, they call them like um, activist investors. They basically come in. They try to like ambulance chase your company into the fucking ground so you sell it. And that's what this guy. He's trying to like oust our board right now, or it's like a hostile takeover of Campbell's. And it's putting my job at risk. And I like if I ever saw that dude on the street, I'd punch him like right in the fucking mouth. Be like, fuck you, you fucking cocksucker. You're worth like half a billion dollars and you need more. At some point, you got to like cut it off and just be like, I'm good. I'm going to go chill now. If I had $500 million, dude, the last thing I'm going to be doing is making more money and working. Unless it's doing something fun that I enjoy. Maybe this guy gets his rocks off chopping up companies and and making money maybe that's what he's into maybe that's what he considers fun sounds like a shitty life to me i want to do something that i enjoy every day like this wouldn't this be fun you should be fun you know what i want to do my next venture outside of this podcast i want to start like a a like a morning show type of deal but not like in the morning but like that same atmosphere and vibe where you just kind of like dicking around shooting the shit with a group of group of people a couple guys a couple gals I think that would be funny. I think that'd be good. Good radio. Yeah. Maybe my next venture. Do it. Yeah, man. You know, one thing I am going to do. My next, I know I teased like another podcast. It's a big departure from what I've, I'm doing here, but it's a little different. So my grandfather fought in World War II. He went all through like Europe from, he started up in like, uh, what's it called? What's the one above England? Not Iceland. Greenland? I don't know. Whichever yeah, one. Scotland? He landed somewhere up there. Yeah, maybe Scotland. He landed somewhere up there, went through England into France, and then eventually into Germany. He fucking picked guns off of Nazis and stuff. We got a German Luger from him. So he's got war stories. I've always wanted to like sit down and interview him on a microphone because he gets a big kick out of like this shit. He thinks like I'm some kind of like technological genius for being able to figure this shit out. I think it'd be cool to sit down with him and hear his stories, right? And then I have that archive forever. Yeah. But how do you turn that into good radio? Because you do every week, kind of like Joe Rogan does, mm-hmm. have a guest. And then your first one will be your grandpa. But here's what I was thinking. So I wanted to take several interviews with my grandfather. And I think through them, I'm going to learn stuff about that generation, right? It's not only his war stories, but like his life, growing up, meeting my grandmother, all of that stuff. Because th- that generation to me is so different than how we grew up. They grew up with war. They grew up with like working in factories and, you know, 
a single like a single income is like all you needed and all that kind of shit through different like political divides and like segregation like all kinds of crazy stuff that we never grew up with and i'd be interested to draw the parallels between how we were growing up and how they grew up and what makes us so different and while that's not a comedy podcast it's something different that i want to explore maybe do like a six seven episode thing where it's like mixtures of interviews music and me narrating in a cool little history story compare and contrast by brent simone yeah man the greatest generation. <laughs> so yeah, what the fuck is going on? Is that up Reggie. There? Reggie is like losing his fucking mind upstairs. God knows what's going on. Um, I wrote down a couple more things. You want to just look at my little list here? See <laughs> yeah. what we got. We didn't really come prepared, and we never do. Oh, I got one. This is for Stein. Uh, I know Stein's getting ready for fatherhood, and uh, he's having a girl. I have a niece. She's two years old. I watched her probably for the longest period of time that we have this weekend for like six hours on Sunday. Holy fucking hell, dude. I'm not ready for that. And I know everybody says, oh, when it's your kid, you'll feel different. I don't know, man. <laughs> kids are a lot of fucking work. Like this girl, I, here's what little kids do. Little kids literally just run around trying to find ways to kill themselves. And it's your job as a parent to not let them kill themselves. Anything she can get into, like a sharp object, an electrical outlet, she literally like stick a fork into an electrical outlet and try to kill herself if you're not there to watch her. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about kids, man. I know. Well, why are you going that direction? Because like we're getting to the age now, like a couple of us are married. Stein's having a kid. Like yeah. we're at that point where you got to start at least thinking about it. And no. I see it, and I'm like, I don't want. I'm not ready. I'm not even close to ready for that. But you can't live in fear like that. Is my point. You can't. But. Dude, you're taking a chance. It's different when you're responsible for a life and you have to be the one that makes sure she doesn't kill herself. Are your dogs a lot of work? Yeah, but at least they listen. (laughs) And and like, yeah, that's the thing. Over time, they learn. They learn to not stick their finger in the eye. So that's that's your training. Now you're ready for a kid. It's good that you have the dog experience. It's at least something to be responsible for. It's true. But like, in a sense, a dog is a little bit easier. Because a little bit. I mean, I, it's a lot easier. Uh, I think they they both have their distinct challenges. Dude, a human being life versus a dog. I hear you, but there's things that are uniquely challenging about a dog. Yeah, uniquely, but not you know, quantity Like wise. a dog couldn't tell me what's wrong with him, and you got to figure that shit out. Right. It's almost like troubleshooting. A baby is the same way. Though. Yeah, so like in a lot of ways, babies and dogs are similar. Babies are probably a little bit more work because there's just a little bit more high maintenance than a dog. A dog I can throw in a cage. You throw a baby in a cage... You're probably going to get in trouble. Probably not a good idea. Yeah. Um, Same with a kid. Wouldn't recommend putting a kid into a cage. You may go to jail. Well, we've ranted and raved for a while, but um, the reason you're here is to celebrate number 50. And, you know, I've been doing this podcast four years now, and it was kind of interesting how we got into this, right? Because this was born out of the ashes of talking trash with Brent and Phil. Like, I had all the equipment from doing the podcast with Phil, and it didn't work out because of creative differences. I was a bit of a diva, I'll admit, with uh, with that podcast. He wanted to stick to sports. I wanted to go off the rails. That's just, that's what I do. And I think creatively, I was a little bit too harsh and at times uh, questionably racist on that podcast, which, uh, you know, didn't fly. Um, not that I'm racist. Just that sometimes I think those jokes are funny because sometimes they're true. And yeah, that didn't work out. So I took all that equipment and I started this one. And, you know, it's it's been a fun ride. We've done a lot of like goofy shit. We've talked about serious stuff like National Anthem and my views on dying. <laughs> and then we've talked about funny shit, you know, like um, ticks on my dick and poopy cereal. You'll remember we did that. Another Maybe another pooper, poopy cereal coming. That was fun. I enjoyed doing that. Maybe like a little docu-series type of podcast. Maybe we'll do that for 100 if we make it that far. What do you think, Dave? Yo soy? Yes. 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 So in 2014, when I started this podcast, Dave, there was a couple things that were different, right? Um, if you remember in 2014, it was the year of Pharrell and his goofy hat. Remember that at the Oscars? Yeah. There was uh, Polar Vortexes. People were freaking out. I still don't really know what that is. Just a bunch of snow. The ice bucket challenge, where everybody thought they were very altruistic by pouring ice on themselves, but did nothing to further the cause of ALS research. So thanks for that. Maybe people donated. Yeah, maybe you did. Not enough to make a dent. 
Thanks for making a difference, everybody. Better than nothing. Better than nothing, but not much better. Kind of an innovative challenge now. Yeah, it is. Awareness campaign. Can we call it that? Everybody's doing it now with stupid shit. There's literally one called the stupid challenge. Yeah. There's the Steph Curry challenge. You see that? Yeah. Where he, like, on SportsCenter the other night, he just, like, tossed a basketball off the floor into the basket. Yeah. Now it's a challenge. I got one. It's called the Brent Challenge. Try mowing your lawn with no weed or leaf blower. And then you got to sweep up the clips. <laughs> and use the tractor. To <laughs> yeah. Me and Dave got creative today. You're a creative fella, dude. You too, pal. Back in 2014, though, man, Ebola came, made a comeback. Remember that? Everybody's freaking out about Ebola. Yeah. That was, like, the new thing. And then what was the one after that? There was, uh, like, with mosquitoes. Um, West Nile? No, the one that made babies, like, heads look like peanuts. Oh, Zika. Zika. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, fucking crazy. Back in 2014, too, Malaysian airliners were just falling out of the sky. Remember my... I put that lyric in, in our song. Right. Right. Right, right. Um, on the Eagles front, Nick Foles was our quarterback. Talk about back to the future. Um, and Chip Kelly was our coach. Think of how different things were for the Eagles back then. No Super Bowl. Chip Kelly. Things were dark. Very dark. Very bleak. The commish... I was 240 pounds, dude. I was 240 pounds. That's a fat boy. I was a big boy. I was 210. Oof. Now I'm up. I'm down to 185. Me too. Very proud of that. Me too. Yeah. We're doing good. Right. We look We're good. good, dude. Yeah. You have a great body. Right. You too. Right. right. I lived in Bryn Mawr back in 2014. At that point, were you in Deucings yet? No. You were at home. Yeah. And now you're back home. Yeah. Things have not changed. No. No. They go full swing. They do. Come, full we circle. came full circle. Full circle. And now you're gonna get paintballed again, just like the just like no, the first time. Okay, <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Give me I'm one kidding. more win. One more. Yeah. Dave's more worried win. though, guys. He's a little worried. You'll be all right, buddy. You'll be all right. But in seriousness, man, I'm done with my notes. Um, let's get the football. Yeah. Well, this podcast, I think, has just been a fun time, and I hope that everybody's enjoyed it because I do put a lot of work into this. You do. I appreciate it, Brent. Yeah, man. On I behalf mean, of the entire league. Thanks, Thank you. man. I appreciate that. And yes. I appreciate all the help that you've given me and support because that's what gets me through this shit. Sometimes yeah. I come down here, I got nothing and I'm feeling low. I'm feeling like I can't go on and you guys send me some sound clips and I'm like, fucking I right, Bob. Yeah. I'll talk for a little bit. Not everybody contributes, but you know, the people that do makes up for it. Yeah. And I do it for you guys. I feel, I feel like there's a big three, you know, it's you, it's Mike and it's Jake. And then there's like tier two people like Mark who comes in every now and then. Right. Stein who comes in every now and then. Right. And then there's everybody else. Right, right. Right. And then there's Jove. Right. Who doesn't contribute at all. Thanks, Jove. If you're listening, maybe send me something. Huh? Would you? Would it kill you? Gerd. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for making this possible. Thank you for entertaining my bullshit where I just ramble and rant. If there's any way I can make this thing better, let me know, man. I mean, 50 episodes. It's never too late to make a change, right? No. I'm open to anything. Open to any suggestions. Anything you got, Dave? You made one good suggestion earlier. We should have a segment called Next Question. Next Question. Next Question. Next Question. <laughs> and uh, email Brent. If you have any question, anything at all, what's on your mind, email Brent. Yep. And he'll I'll talk about it. He'll be therapist and he'll talk about it and we'll talk this thing out, baby. Let's it's like, go. did you ever listen to uh, Casey Kasem when you were a kid? No. So Casey Kasem had a, a radio show where he counted down the top 100 songs. And then every now and then someone would write in requesting one and he'd be like, this is Casey Kasem. And we have someone writing in from Dallas, Texas. This is Cindy from Dallas. And she writes, Dear Casey Kasem, I'm feeling very low and very sad. And I think it's time I play something on the radio to cheer me up. This is The Joker by Steve Miller Band for Casey from Dallas, Texas. I don't remember the name I said. I went all over the place. That was pretty good, bro. Casey Kasem. Let me host the top 100. Huh? I could count down Nicki Minaj. Brent, or you whoever's can on the radio. You can compete with anyone out there, Brent. Just let me on the radio, man. I can clean it up. You could. I can stop cursing. I feel like the podcasts are going to take over the radio, man. I mean, Honestly. They're the, they're the thing. You know what pisses me off? Is that as a society, we can't just get over the fact that this is how people talk now. Not everybody's a Bible Belt like, loving Christian. And guess what? If you are and you don't like the word fuck or cunt or titty hair, you can, get, you can just turn the radio off and not listen to it, right? Maybe if this is what sells, it should be allowed on the radio. That's all I'm saying. We don't need terrestrial radio. People want real. They want internet radio where I can say like things like um, sh- shitbag titty fuck. 
high quality. Yep. And just, I could do whatever I want. If I wanted to just record 30 minutes of me taking a dump, I could. Because that's the beauty of America, baby. You should find figures in your life and ask if they want to do a podcast. Yeah. And they'll have, dude, most of them will probably be like, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. I'll do one. And then interview them. Yeah. And make it a show. You know, I've always thought about for this show, trying to reach out to some like college professor, or somebody something. like anybody, like anyone, anybody like Campbell's. I think it would be cool to even reach out to like fucking like, I don't know, name some scrub on the Eagles and just being like, hey, man, I do a podcast for my friends. Kaki Kalaki Vitae. Would you just like maybe call in for it? You only have to call, like talk. We can talk for five minutes. Just check in and say hi to everybody. It'd be yeah, so cool. You got five grand? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it'd be. Hey, Holly Paluti Vati Vitae, you have a really strange name. Is that your father's name? <laughs> you know, like, what would I talk with him about? What's it like growing up in Coconut Samoa? Yeah, Manakiki. <laughs> yeah, Manakiki. Do you love me? Are you riding? Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to hear about the matchups from this week? Not really. No? Yeah, but let's do it. All right. Do you want me to play the music or not? Let's roll the music. All right, baby. We're getting the matchups. All right. In our first matchup, we had Joe and Mark. Uh, Joe and Mark battled in a contest of two top divisional teams. Joe, he made some managerial blunders. Matt Stafford over his opponent, Russell Wilson, uh, missing out on what could have been some points to get him over the hump. He also started uh, Isaiah Crowell over TJ Yeldon, which on the surface wasn't costly. Not a big point difference, but all of those points mattered in this one. Mark had a pedestrian game from the usually stellar Tom Brady as the Buffalo defense, man, helped the GOAT to human-like numbers. Solid running back performances for Mark from uh, Joe Smack Your Bitch Mixon and the ageless wonder Adrian Peterson. Helped bring Mark to victory. Both teams now. Moved to 5-3 and three on the year. Mark now sits alone on top of the Jew division while Joe falls to third place in the Gentile division. Mark over Joe, 116.9 to 108.3. Then we had Zach Marol taking on Married Mike. Married Mike traveled to London where he would, uh, you know, do his little tinker tale of soldier spy with his lineup and uh, lead that shit straight to victory. With the, with the exception of pretty much Jimmy Graham, everyone on his team's pretty much lighting up the scoreboard. Mike's really starting to turn it around, strongly positioning himself for a pretty good second half here. On the other hand, Zach Morrell, not as strong of a powerhouse as he was earlier in the season. Um, but Melvin Gordon was out this week. He's been out now for, what, two straight weeks? Surprise, uh, m- missing in action in London last week, and now a bye week. What can you do? Mike, with the win over Zach... Uh, that brings him to 4-4. Four four. Zach also now at 4-4. Four four. Mike ahead of Zach. Or no, I'm sorry. Zach actually holding a small margin over Mike in the standings for second in the Jude division. Mike right behind him. Mike over Marin, 140.2 to 113.2. I got to stop the music. It drives me nuts every, every single time. I do this every single time, right? I like it. Do you want me to start it over? It'll almost be like we started the... Uh... I kind of like when you keep it rolling because it's... All right, let's do it again. Let's do it again. All right. <laughs> right, 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 right. All right. And then we had Zifo at Steiner the Recliner. Um, Stein's had some struggles this year, man. Uh, could he get it done, though, against Zifo, who's not a very good team in and of itself? Well, Steino made some huge managerial errors. The one, probably Achilles' heel of this matchup, was starting Jameis Winston over Carson Wentz. A 19-point swing. Jameis Winston was uh, benched for Fitzmagic for pretty much exclusively throwing to the Cincinnati defenders. Zifo with the win moves to 4-4 four four on the year and currently finds himself the first team out of the playoffs while Stein falls to 1-7. Looks like he's getting closer to paintball punishment. Fox over Stein, 129.9 to 126.2. Then we had me and you, buddy. Dave versus the Kamish. Speaking of shitty teams, huh? Dave and I squared off in a battle to kind of get away from Stein a little bit, right? Just getting away from paintball contention. Dave got cucked, man. Defense, special teams, kicker, combining for negative two points. A last-minute effort. Julian Edelman pretty much sealed the deal for the commish. Both teams now move to 3-5 and five with the commish having a slight edge in points over you, Dave Brown, in the division. Uh, commish has only three wins this year. Disappointing year, but two of them have now come against you, my friend. So I wish I could play you every week. <laughs> <laughs> Commission over Dave Brown, 109.3 to 105.1. Close one, brother. Fuck you. In our game of the week, we had Jake at BJ, the battle for the Gentile division. Two powerhouses getting going head-to-head. The battle for uh, for some crackers and wine to celebrate at Mass, right? 
BJ's only mistake was starting Nelson, uh, Jordy Nelson over Deshaun Jackson. Otherwise, pretty solid uh, day for BJ, who was without Julio Jones this week due to the bye. Not much he could have done against Jake. Jake's team just continues to dominate. Todd Gurley with another 30 points in what was kind of an off week, right, for Todd Gurley. A lot of people complaining. Yeah. I'd fucking kill for Todd Gurley. Yeah. Jesus. Pressure's on, Jake. Yeah, man. Adam Thielen, some of the other guys in that squad, just killing it for Jake. He beats BJ 150.6 to 144.1. And, uh, yeah, that puts Jake in first place now in the entire league. He's sitting on top. He should be. He is, and he's deserved it. Got a great team. He looked pretty fucking good. And with his 150.6 points, he is your weekly MVP and the proud winner of $5 cash money. Jake, of course, has opted to uh, lube up my asshole and fuck it this week in the Commissioner's Challenge, and I gladly accept. Smart play. And, yeah, smart play, man. Uh, I'm not a very good team, and you'll probably wax me, and I'll probably owe you 10 bucks. Sound good? Sounds good. How about power rankings? But uh, what do we say about rankings, Dave? What are rankings? Unless you've got power! <laughs> we go. Number 10. Coming in at number 10 at 1 and 7. Looking at paintballs right now. Miss Stein. Got a baby on the way. Good luck to you, sir. Think about it. Do you really want to do it? You could always drop the baby in the woods. <laughs> Don't do that. Ah, uh, she'll be a cutie, and you'll love her forever. What about number nine? No analysis on the team? <laughs> nah, fuck the team. All right. Number nine. <laughs> this team sucks. What do you want me to say about it? Uh, All right, number nine is you, uh, no, buddy. I can't talk. Three and five. Um, not looking good for you right now. <laughs> but here's the good news. You got two games up on... On uh, Stein, you just gotta hope he just keeps losing, right? Yeah, that's all I can hope for. Yeah, well, maybe one more win. One more win would be nice. The tiebreaker is most points, so yeah. it's gonna be close to it. <sighs> just keep winning, dude. Whew. Number eight. Hey, number eight, I'm right there with you, brother. Um, Hi, how are you? We're gonna swing back and forth in this spot. I think our teams are both kind of similar in that they're then, not very good. Then we're both <laughs> we're both safe then. Yeah, man. Uh, just you know, do me a favor and don't win more games than me. I need like one more, maybe two. I would settle for two. Yeah, but... I think, I think two gets a safe. I think one gets the job done. Stein gets two more wins. It's realistic. Yeah. What is there, five games but left? Stein put up 126, and he lost to Fox at 129, so... Dude, I, mean, I put up 140-something, I lost to Jake. I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. It's not like Stein's team's not scoring. My team's not scoring. <sighs> yeah. But my matchups have been good. I just didn't capitalize. Yeah, man, you'll be all right, though. Yeah, we'll see. You got a decent enough squad. All right. Did you make a trade? No. no. Let's talk. We'll talk. All right. Number seven. Number seven, probably his worst year so far in the league, is Zifo at four and four. Um, usually finding himself towards the top. The last two years, he's been kind of cheeks. He won a championship, and what is he, in rebuild mode? Just kind of shows up to the draft and scurries out. Giants fan. Giants fan, man. That's what's that's your problem right there. No good. Nishkith. Nishkith. Number six. Coming in at number six is a team I don't know if I believe in. Five and three. Sitting in a pretty good spot in the Gentile division, but is it a shell? Is it a sham? Joe at number six. What do you think about Joe's squad? I think it's a pretty good squad. Pretty good squad, but are they for real? They're a playoff team, I think. Right now they are, but we shall see. Maybe I'll charge up. Probably won't, Probably won't though, right? Number five. At number five, four and four, slipping a little bit lately, is Zach Marone. Uh Zach Marone, his team... I think they're a solid squad, um, but other guys are playing well right now. And when it comes to power rankings, you got to move people around, and that's just where you fell. You know, that's the science. We apply the scientific method here. Right, Dave? Yes. Right, right. Yeah, number four. At number four. Killing it since he's gotten married. Married Mike. At four and four. Sitting in a pretty good spot there in the Jew division. Um, I'm pretty sure I fucked up. When I was talking about the positions between him and Zach, I don't know who's above who. I really don't remember at this point. They're both at four and four, though, and like pretty close, right? That's all you need to know. Flip a coin. Flip a coin. Heaps, man. Heaps. Number three. Coming in at number three at five and three. Coming off a loss to Jake, but hey, he played him tough. And that's all you can ask for is Uncle BJ's Chicago kid. Uncle BJ coming in at number three. Solid squad. But uh, you got to get past Jake, man, if you want to be number one. And that might be a tall task for any team, let alone yours. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, 
He's got two good quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun He's going to break his leg this week because I'm playing him. Yeah. I hope he does. Fucking Kermit the Frog sounding motherfucker. Hey, let me get a win, dude. Get him the dub, dude. Get him the dub. dub. Number two. Number two. Number one team in the Jew division at five and three, sitting on top all by his lonesome is Mark. Mark's team, man. Getting healthy. Getting guys back. Could be dangerous. What happens if Le'Veon Bell comes back? Mark might be the team, man. Mark's the matchup king. Team to be. He is the matchup king. He gets all the matchups. Lucky motherfucker. <laughs> That's how he got a championship. Ooh, and, burn, uh, burn, dude, burn. Hey, he won a championship. He did, can't but take, I did too, so I can say that. Can't take it away from me. He was OG. Yeah, he was. In my own league. Head heap in the first year. <sighs> yeah, he is the head heap. Congrats, Mark. Congrats, Mark. You got the crown right now. Mazel tov. Mazel. Number one. But at number one, representing the Gentile division, sitting on top of the whole league, just looking down at all of us with Todd Gurley and Adam Thielen just taking shits down all of our throats is Jake. Jake, his Puerto Rican princess, and uh, his big hairy ass just staring us all in the face. And just killing the league this year, man. Jake has to be the odds-on favorite right now to win, right? Without question. Without question. Um, so congrats to you on your success, Jake. I hope your team, uh, I hope they all break their legs this year. What do you think? Break a leg, Jake. Yeah, break a leg, bud. That's your power rankings. If you disagree with them, I don't fucking care because what are you going to do about it? They're mine. <laughs> <laughs> Send me your own power rankings. I'll read them on the air and probably throw them right in the garbage afterward. Right? Right. Have you enjoyed your time here in this makeshift studio so far, Dave? This is a great studio, Brent. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, we clink the beers. Congratulations on your 50th episode. You're doing a hell of a job. And Thanks, happy Halloween. Halloween-y. Halloween. Is that what you said? Right. Halloween. Right. Howie Heeb. Right. He- Howie's the real head Heeb. Golden taint. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's what they called me in college. Ooh. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> what do you say we, uh, we wrap this thing up here, Dave? What, yeah. do, you, what do you think? Uh Thank you for coming into the studio, my man. Um, any last thoughts on your mind? Brent, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It was a good time. Yeah, man. That was a great Chick-fil-A um, we got. Yeah. Oh. It's good. Makes you real, feel real good. The nuggets. Oh. But PDQ would have been better. Noon time nuggets. Yeah, man. Let's right. see, you want to open a PDQ franchise? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. right. Um, yeah. Coming down the stretch here. Yeah. Who do you like? The playoff picture starting to take shape. Yeah. Who do you like? Who do you, who's your championship game? Um... I would say Jake versus Zach Maron. Yeah, I like that. Okay, let's go with that. That's your preview. That's the prediction. And who you got taking it home? Jerk. Jake. Jerk. Jerky bacon. He's got to do it. Team's too. You got Ty Gurley, man. Yeah, he's got Ty Gurley. <laughs> Unless Ty Gurley gets hurt. Yeah. Unless Todd Gurley gets hurt. Or sick. Then Unless he's to- Todd Gurley gets hurt. Then he's Todd Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll get to the soundboard after uh, I guess you head out of here because uh, we got to wait for him. Right. Or but, you can uh, edit it and put it at the end and no one know the difference. Oh. Right. Spoiler alert. Uh, spoiler alert. All uh, right. Well, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. It's been real. It's a good time. That's quite the handshake. You yeah. got a you know, banana palms. That's a man shake, son. <laughs> it's not a handshake. It's no, a man it's, shake. It's always balmy. Right. Right. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for coming by. Right. All right. See you. Right, man. See you. All right. Dave visiting the studio. I appreciate you coming out, brother. Um, but now it's part of that show. We're running a little bit long now. Well, let's get to the Sounders where we're going to hear from all of you, the audience. Let's go right to you. Let's start with uh, a guy who doesn't check in too often, but I appreciate him reaching out, winning some points with me here. Go Zifo. Number 50, Brent. Jeez, man. Congrats. I can't believe we're at the, the big 5-0. Uh, I already forgot everything I I was going to say. I'm such a fucking douche, dude. I got to cut back on the weed, man. It's just, it's, it's fucking up my brain. I'm extra slow nowadays, dude. It's fucking nuts. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just want to say what up. Uh, beat Stein this week. Made him one in seven. Fucking garbage ass team. He doesn't even know what the fuck is going on, but uh, that's two wins in a row for me. I'm going to start racking them up, and I'm coming for that ass. Zepho. Ow.
I can't tell if you're doing a character if that's your that's you. Maybe a combination. I don't know. Uh thanks for checking in though, brother. I appreciate the kind words and yeah. Stay uh stay keeping on. Way to beat Dino. Now we gotta go international. We gotta check in an international waters with our boy Mike who's been just kinda sending us shit throughout his trip. So let's follow him through the trip, starting in Iceland where he connected. Currently in the Iceland airport. The place is fucking clean. Brandon, I don't care what you say about bathrooms. I go ass the cheek pretty much anywhere without any layer of protection. You just got to live life on the edge, pal. That's gross, buddy. You're just touching your butt cheeks to some other dude's butt cheeks, and you're just cheeking it together. Fucking gross, bro. But poop away, man. Bombs away. And Brent, also, tonight I did not go cheek to seat. I was at a bar, and I had the dump, and I squatted. And it was one of the best dumps I've ever taken. Just as a follow-up to my previous recorded thing from Iceland, half-tired, half-asleep, international waltz. I bet you you did the hover shit because you the bathroom was disgusting. You're in a bar. Bars are gross. And you don't want to go cheek to seat in a bar bathroom, dude. Like, that's what I'm saying. That is like piss, vomit, and shit just written all over it. Right on your butt cheeks. Nah. But to get back to it, Fucking birds tomorrow, dude. I'm so jacked up. Ashley's not all about it, but it's uh, it's like fucking going to the Super Bowl, man. You know? I don't think she understands. She'll get it. I've seen so many birds fans, dude. It's insane. And uh, they say what 70, 75 percent of the tickets are sold to Eagles fans, dude. It's gonna be fucking incredible. Stay tuned. Going out to Wembley, that ain't no joke, man. That's a that's a real once in a lifetime experience. First time the Birds have ever played overseas in London, historic event. You were, you were very lucky and fortunate to be part of it. And now let's go live to our reporter on the ground there at Wembley. Well, not really live, but live at the time. Uh, Mike boots on the ground. That's what we do on this podcast. We got people everywhere. Boots on the ground in London at Wembley Stadium. Let's go to Mike. Reporting live from Wembley fucking stadium, Brent. Uh, it's a fucking home game, dude. This is absolutely incredible. Ashley's friend works for the NFL. Got us literally, it's 10th rows, but I guess for the Eagles or for football games, the 10th row is really the second row. So we're literally right on the fucking field. We're on the Jaguar sideline, so I'll have to talk to her about that. But free tickets are free. Who's that? No, they're looking at like photos. Oh, uh, fuck Jaguars. Uh, dude, Wembley is awesome. It echoes in here, so every Eagles chant is loud as fuck. The whole tube was full of Eagles. The whole tube was Eagles fans. Everyone's Eagles fans. Random fans here, which is like, why waste your fucking time? But I just, I mean, birds, dude. Eagles chant in the tunnel coming out of the tube. Right. Up to the right, 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 right. Uh, if the Eagles ever play here again, we, we should all come. This is definitely an awesome experience. The game hasn't even started yet. It's an awesome experience. They're sold out of most merchandise. I tried to get some beanies. Um, dude, absolutely incredible. We're here like two hours early. I don't even care because my dick is fucking rock hard, dude. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. The London's in London, checking in live. And, man, you had a good experience. You had a good game. Got to win. That's all you can ask for. Prince Harry brought it home. Way to go, Carson. Make the London's proud. You want a sounder? Here's a fucking sounder. I've been at work since 7.15 this morning. And I go on my Snapchat just now, and I see Brent riding a fucking tractor in his yard? In the middle of the day? On a weekday? And Dave? Outside? Just waving? Jeweling? Vaping? Are you kidding me? Get a fucking job, you nerds. Sorry, man. Turd Ferguson, first place. Sorry, man. I, I like Sometimes I have to take a vacation day to cut my grass. So it's not all fun and games for this guy. Yeah, but... We had a good time today. Me and Dave cutting the lawn, weed whacking. We were a real team out there. Fucking ingenuity. Using ingenuity to clear out those grass clippings after my fucking blower broke. But Dave got it all locked, dude. Turned on the blades to the mower. Got them bitches out the way. 
good to go. And now we got a podcast. Hell yeah. Back to back to the world traveler, Michael London, married Mike. I'll tell you something else, dude. Two days of Indian in a row. Now I'm stuck in the bathroom. Jeez. Fucking hurts, dude. I need some baby wipes. Wipe that booty, dude. Don't want any of that dirty Indian food in your poop. I don't care. This is worth it. Indian food is just some of the best, most tasteful food in the whole world. If you've never had it, go get it, dude. It's so fucking good. Indian food's pretty fire. Pretty bangerang. I really enjoyed the chicken tikka masala. Maybe that's a basic bitch dish. I don't give a shit. It's a delicious, and I'll eat it every day, six times till Sunday. Right fucking right. Let's hear some more on uh, fucking Europe from Euromike. A few things I'll say about Europe. Brent, this goes back to what you were saying about how uh, a bathroom door should go all the way to the ground. Every fucking bathroom has their own individual toilet. I don't have to listen to someone having, like, grenade-launching shit everywhere. And uh, everything is just more efficient. I mean, they got their own shit, just like how America's got their own shit. But, like, everything's just more efficient, man. Like, the line for TSA, or whatever their TSA is here, it's just so much more efficient, dude. It's I'm not saying that it's better. I'm just saying it's more efficient because America, dude, fucking America, greatest country of all, but everyone's so nice, and I know you're on vacation, we don't live here, but like, I just took a shit in peace in the airport instead of being like absolutely disgusted out like at Philly airport, it's disgusting there, here it's like a little more civilized, Uh, that's all, I know a lot of my pod, a lot of my sounders this week are about dumps, but like, that's where I spend most of my time, you know, Jaffio. Uh, anyway, man, happy 50th. I'll be checking in later. Hey, man, I appreciate you for checking in. Uh, your other sounders didn't really work out. Um, they kind of went haywire. Don't know what uh, went on, but he said some nice things, and I appreciate that. And then he said some other stuff I didn't really listen to. Anyway, uh, think about Europe. Yeah, maybe they're more efficient. Maybe they can figure out how to make an airport more efficient, whatever. They're still getting blown up left and right because they're letting too many goddamn people into that country maybe i'm off the rails a little saying that maybe i shouldn't say that but i think we can all agree that the uh the mass immigration of people who blow themselves up is probably not a good look on on the whole um it's not everybody i mean they've got to go somewhere but fucking don't go somewhere and (laughs) blow your fucking self up like that's not cool and shoot people. Fuck off. Why don't, like, all these people just, like... I just feel like they're sexually frustrated. There should just be a, like, country to send all these people where they can just get it out of their system. They just need a nut. Maybe that's what we do. We set up sanctuary nut cities. Some, like, sanctuary cities you just go, get your nut. All the violence and hate leaves your heart. Because your 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 balls are empty, your stomach's full. You're a happy guy. I can't, I can't imagine that wouldn't work. This is why you should vote for me for uh, president on November 2nd. Is that when election day is? Fuck if I know. Let's go to our last sounder, though, because we're getting real off the rails. Fucking hope no one listens to this one. 50th. Number 50. Hey. Uh, back to Jake. Uh, Brent, Dave, I'm sorry if that last one came off a little angry. You know, it's just the stress of the job. I I forgot my jewel. I forgot to bring my jewel to work today, and I just haven't been able to vape my face off at my desk or in the stairwell, or in the bathroom, or at lunch, or outside, or under my desk, or in a closet, or in the elevator. And all I want to do is vape, but, you know, I did this to myself. I shouldn't have taken it out on you. Uh, Anyway, have fun recording the podcast, guys. Happy 50th, Brent. It's a big milestone. I'm happy for you, pal. Peace. Thanks, brother. And I totally understand Jewel Nation, dude. Like, I myself am going out tomorrow to get one. Dave convinced me. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for uh, giving me yet another vice to sink money into. But it's awesome. It's this cool little, like, sleek little thing. It's like the Apple iPhone of fucking vaping. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on the train. I'm gonna drink the gravy, man. (laughs) Whatever. All right, we gotta end this. This is getting stupid. Uh, Jake. All right. He hooked it up with the song on the way out, but it's Muddy Woltz. Champagne and reefer, baby. We'll see you next time. Talking to Ish, the Commission.
We're headed for 100, baby. Let's get it. Yeah, bring me champagne when I'm thirsty. Bring me a ripple when I want to get high. Smoke that dough, baby. It's raw. Why you know it's good for your head? Sure it is, baby. And it relaxes your body, don't you know? Aside. Oh, those are some muddy waters. David took my pen and I don't know what to do with myself now. What the fuck? Oh. Which is very often. I lay my head down in my baby's breath. Getting them titties, boy.